Hey, Why Weddings family, welcome. As promised, today we are discussing some things that you can do if your wedding has been canceled or postponed or has the possibility that it might be due to the coronavirus that we're all dealing with right now. Welcome to the Why Weddings podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Powell. I am so excited to share insights from leading wedding professionals with you. Tune in each week as we discuss traditions, trends, and tips for the modern couple. Let's plan a wedding. You ready for this? I am always not ready for this. Welcome back to today's episode. Since we are all social distancing, I have my favorite guest on. Yay. My husband, who you guys have all heard on the our initial episode, but also you've heard me talk about him several times, Mr. Russ Powell. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so we wanted to take a, a few moments today and talk about some of the things that we're seeing, things that can make a big difference during this time as we're all kind of in uncharted territory. Yes. And just so you know, if there's rumbles going on, it's just because we're in Salt Lake, you know, and we have earthquakes and aftershocks right now. (laughs) Yeah. So we are sitting in our family room right now. I did put clothes on, like real clothes, not pajamas or sweats. So that was a good thing. And for those of you who haven't, it is just past five. So it's now time to switch from your daytime pajamas to your nighttime pajamas. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Wanted to start out with, I think I'm trying to remember, I think I came up with about 10 things that we could do. And these are not necessarily in any particular order. The first two are, and the last one is specifically the last, but everything else is kind of as it comes up and as we thought about it. So the first thing that is really important in this whole thing is to not freak out. Don't freak Ah! out. I know. I had my moment. You know, and and I'm going to disagree with you. I think it is completely normal and okay to freak out. I think there is a place for the freak out. It is the initial, oh crap, my plans are changing, postponing, looking differently than I originally thought they would. I am panicked. I am stressed. I, I feel it. So, I mean, maybe, maybe it's kind of like for us guys, you, you never tell your wife or girlfriend to calm down, right? (laughs) If you tell them to calm down, it's it's not going to go well for you. Just don't do it. Um, and so telling people not to freak out generally causes them to freak out. Fair point. When I say freak out um, is, at least in my mind, it's completely losing it and derailing and you're getting married next year and you're trying to make adjustments to plans that, I mean, your wedding's a year away. Right, and, okay. And so, like, freaking out so, to me is just kind of losing perspective on this whole thing. So don't spiral and go down the rabbit yeah, hole. <laughs> that's probably a better way to say it. Don't go down the rabbit hole because we can all go down the rabbit hole. It's really easy, especially because things are changing so quickly. Yeah. On, on this, it's, okay, it was groups of less than 100 and then it was groups of less than 50 and then groups of 10 or less all within like a three-day span and now stay at home and now it's stay at home and you can't see any social distancing unless you've been quarantined with them so like immediate family can continue to spend time together but you shouldn't be going to see extended family and there's all the rules are changing so fast. And so I think when I say don't freak out, it's, it is, it's don't go down the rabbit hole and keep your, keep your wits about you a little bit and just know that it, things are going to change quickly. Yeah. Um, and so. Well, and I think as we, as we round this curve that it will be better. 
it won't be as bad because we will kind of gauge and know what to expect. I think the reason why this has caught so many people off guard and has changed so many lives is because it wasn't expected and the information that we got wasn't complete. And so we didn't know where to go for information and we were all kind of left in the dark. And so for those who work in service, entertainment, and the different fields that are self-employed or require groups of people, it almost feels like you are an airplane in the air that is circling, waiting for your time to land. And the people down at the tower are just saying, no, you can't land yet. And you're like, hello, look at the fuel. The fuel's getting lower. We need to land. You know, and, and so, yes, don't go down the rabbit hole. Freak out a little bit just, just to gain perspective. And But I think that brings us to the next thing is where do you go from there? Yeah, so keeping your wits about you and, and expecting that there's going to be change. Um, but the second thing that you should be doing during this time is mourning your loss. And I know that sounds funny and probably a little woo-woo and all of that kind of stuff, but a lot of couples have been planning their weddings for over a year and you've dreamed of this day several of us since we were little kids you know five years old and you're playing barbies or make-believe and i can't tell you how many times we played wedding as a little girl and oh yeah i played it all the time i know i'm sure russ played it all the time yeah, it was my go-to <laughs> He was the bride. He was always the bride, right? Well, no, he I had was, luscious locks. I was always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Oh, that was the problem. Okay, okay, but so this is something that we've dreamed of um, individually and kind of as a collective. We dream about our weddings, wedding days. Uh, we imagine what they're going to look like. We imagine who will be marrying, what family will be there, what traditions we're going to participate in. This is something that's a really big deal in in our lives. And it marks, historically, it marks the transition from youth to adulthood. Yeah. But so in Western culture, it's very much a, a transitionary event. And it is okay to feel loss that your event may not, probably won't, look as you imagined. Yeah. Well, and... <laughs> To put things in perspective, though, I think that every bride, every groom, every person getting married, you envision it a certain way, but just just mourn that anyway. Because where you get into trouble and you hear about quote-unquote bridezillas or people like that, that that are, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out because... They gave me pink peonies and I wanted salmon colored peonies. Okay, you know what? Big perspective, big picture. Don't stress about the exact details so much as who do you want to be at your wedding? What do you want your wedding to look like? What do you want people to remember about your wedding? And so mourning, mourning the loss of it's not going to look how I envisioned it. It's not going to look how I envisioned it. It's not going to be what I originally thought it was. And that's okay. It is. And that that's a great point. I mean, just in general, I tell couples and clients all the time, something is going to go wrong on your yeah. wedding day. It always does. It always does. I mean, on our wedding day, it rained. Yeah. It <laughs> Like... Five minutes before we were supposed to walk out of the venue to to see our family, just the heavens opened and downpour. My favorite story is my groom who left his pants in the hotel room, which was a half an hour away. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I've, I've had pants split. I've had, you know, zippers break. I, had grandma be late. Grandma be late. I've, you know, I, I've had grooms be late and brides be late and oh, yeah so i mean things happen on your wedding day and i think recognizing that it's not going to be exactly how you envisioned it 
Um, but it's part of your story and mourning that vision of what you had, I think is actually just really great advice for anybody. Yeah. But at any time that you're getting married. That was actually one of the favorite things about our wedding day is I was not expecting rain at all. No. And so when I came out and it's pouring rain, I'm like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. And it, it got me out of my head of, okay, I want to have pictures with this person, that person, because when we were coming out, I was thinking, you know, three, four, five steps ahead of, okay, timeline, we got to do this, we got to do that, we got to, and everything went out the window. And it was, and I'm getting a little bit teary eyed. Uh, it was just a moment where it was just you and me, and we were together with those that loved us on our wedding day. And it, it was fabulous. It was. And I mean, we didn't get every single picture that we wanted. And, you know, I mean, I went to go print a shot that I thought that we had gotten that we didn't. But at the end of the day, it really didn't matter. I mean, it was, it wasn't a, a super important picture that we missed. I mean, we got all of the really important ones, but it, it is nice to remember that your wedding day isn't going to go according to plan and that it, and this is me giving you permission to mourn that fact, to, to kind of, to Russ's point, to have that freak out moment, to sit in those feelings and go, I'm disappointed or I'm sad or I'm frustrated or whatever it is that you're feeling because it's not going to go according to plan and sit in those feelings and accept them and then move on from it. Okay. So what do you do? So now you have freaked out, you have more in the loss, things don't look like that you wanted to do. So, so what, what do you do now? So I, the next thing that we came up with was to kind of twofold to create a new vision for your wedding day and by doing that, really deciding what is important to you on your wedding day. So if it is really important that you have a lot of family there, then have a lot of family there. If it's really important to you what you eat, the pictures, the flowers, your dress, it doesn't matter what is important to you, just that you decide what is important to you. Um, and that will help you to create your new vision um, of what this wedding should be without feeling the pull of Pinterest or chick flicks or society telling you what it should look like. I think if you ask yourself the question, what is important to you and the collective you, you as a couple, you individually, you as your family with your parents. Yeah, you with your parents. Because these are all people that have an opinion about these things. Yeah, they, all, they all think that they know how your wedding is supposed to go. Yes. Um, and having those conversations. And they can sometimes be really tough conversations to have because, you know, dad wants to invite his business partner from 20 years ago. And, and you're going, I was five and I don't remember. And it doesn't matter to me. And so having those conversations can sometimes be a little tricky, yeah. but at the same time, I think understanding that, and I go back to our wedding day of, for me, it was pictures. Yes. I was really, I wanted amazing pictures for, from our wedding day. And for you, it was music. It was music. Cause I'm a DJ. Uh-huh. And so, you know, that, those were the two big things. Really, yeah. at the end of the day. Okay, Let, let's be honest. Mine was also food, and Morgan totally caved, and we got Brazilian food because I love Brazilian food. I did. I did. So, but, I mean, at the end of the day, I really didn't care about my flowers. I think I called our florist like two weeks before the wedding. <laughs> and Natalie did a great job. She did a fabulous job. Um, But... You know, flowers weren't a big deal to me. My decor, what the room looked like, what our reception room looked like, I didn't really care about. Um, and so because of that, there were a lot of things that are important to other people that weren't important to us. And I was able to let those things go yeah. and just go, do it. I don't care. Like, if you want Brazilian food, fine. Let's have Brazilian food. You want a s'mores cake? Great. I'll find a baker that can do a s'mores cake. 
um, you know, I mean, it, it made it so much less stressful than trying to create this perfect vision. Well, and that's the thing is that we had previously talked about it and our vision had changed because what we wanted to do is we wanted to go down to Vegas, get sealed in the temple and then come home. And that, that's what we wanted to do. And that's kind of what we had planned on doing. And then we had some input for some other people and our plans completely changed. And, uh, you know, there was your, your dress changed multiple times because of different things. I mean, I think that we are very well prepared to talk about changing plans. Yeah. Because let's be honest, our, our wedding did not look anything like what we had originally planned. No, it didn't. I mean, I, I can remember after we got engaged and we were talking about it and it, and it was, we were like, oh, we'll go to Vegas and get married. And cause I have a dark sense of humor and I always thought it would be funny to get married in the Las Vegas, um, temple. temple. For those of you who don't know, that is where members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints get married, is in their temples, and there's one in Vegas. So I always thought it would be funny to go get sealed in the temple there, get married, and mm-hmm. then I could tell people that I went to Vegas and got married. Yeah. Just <laughs> be part of our story. We're like, oh, yeah, we went, we, we went down to Vegas one weekend and got married. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, my mom put the kibosh on that. Rightfully so. Thanks, Sue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at, then as we started planning, you know, that changed a little bit. And we were like, all right, well, we'll still get married down there, but maybe it looks a little bit different. And as we started going through the planning process, it just, none of that was working. And yeah. so, I mean, how it worked out was perfect and I wouldn't change it, but it took a few iterations to get to yeah. that plan. And, and Sue, I know you're listening, so I love you. Don't, don't even stress that I'm giving you a hard time because it really wasn't a big deal. No, it wasn't a big deal. Okay, so we've we've freaked out, we've mourned the loss, we've ta- got a new vision. Got a new vision. We've talked about what's truly important on the wedding day and got that vision. Now what do we do? Put real clothes on often during this period of of quarantine. Because I don't know about any of you out there. I have been eating all of the feelings and baked goods. And it's a good reminder to put my jeans on occasionally and go, oh, it, they're either a little tighter or maybe a little looser. This is a very, very stressful time. Yeah. Like super stressful for everybody. We have people that are losing jobs or they're just on hold or, you know, I mean, plans are changing. Family members can be there or can't be there. And all of this stuff causes stress which can give us one of two things. Either we gain weight when we're stressed or we lose weight when we're stressed. (laughs) And either one of those you need to be aware of. Um, It's not a right or a wrong, but you need to be aware of it so that when you go to put your wedding dress on that you ordered four months ago, you are kind of aware of any kind of alterations or anything that's going to be needed for that. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, if you have a custom made suit that is going to completely change when all of a sudden your vest doesn't fit anymore, or now you have an extra inch in it, or I mean, silly, silly things, but please at least once a week, put on some real clothes. If, if not for anybody else, do it for yourself. Yeah. And that also, I think helps with self care. Um, just, I know that I feel better. I mean, I love a good pajama day or a good sweats day and not doing my hair and no makeup and glasses and all of that kind of stuff, but getting dressed and getting ready for the day does something to me where it kind of boosts me out of a depression a little bit. Changes your mood. It does. You know, when, when you physically get ready, it changes how you interact. It changes how much work gets done because you do, you have a, if you have a pajama day, then you're, you sit in bed or you watch TV or you hang out with your kids and for those that need to get work done by simply, you know, getting up, 
going and working out, whether it's just doing push-ups, whether so so we actually live in in a condo, and so we don't have a lot of space to work out. So yoga, um, going and walking the stairs, or going down into the the lower parking lot and and walking around down the in the parking lot, even though it's kind of sketchy down there, um, but. <laughs> those are like the only ways we can get any exercise if we're supposed to be social distancing and not going out. Yeah. Well, and I think with the self-care, this time can, as stressful as it is, it can lead to depression. It can lead to some of those really hard things, especially for our extroverted friends Yeah. Um, who thrive on human interaction. Missing hugs. I miss hugs so much. I know. I know. And we're big huggers. <laughs> so it's really hard. Um, but I think those things, taking care of yourself, so eating well, getting exercise, doing all of those things that mentally, emotionally, and physically take care of you so that you don't lose steam or you don't just implode on the bed or the couch. Or you don't eat all the baked goods, you only eat half of them? <laughs> yes, because we still need to taste cake and all of that kind of stuff. But those are all things that I think apply to us now, but even when just planning a wedding in general, to remember to keep doing those things that that give you a release and make you happy and help you to feel better. So actionable step, if you are one of those people that are actually feeling this, feeling some sort of way uh, <laughs> on this, and, and is, this is bogging you down, one of the things that I have found is simply making a good playlist of songs that lift you up, whether they're songs from your childhood or songs your parents would sing with you or road trip songs, make a playlist of it, throw it on when you're in the shower, and just sing you know, top of your lungs to kind of get some of this out and, and clear yourself mentally because there's nothing like starting the day with good music and good vibes to kind of push you forward. Yeah. So whether that's, uh, I love a play, a good playlist, good playlists make me happy. Good, good music songs that just always put a smile on my face is a great one. Um, meditation or yoga is a fabulous one that I I enjoy in the morning just to like stretch out and get moving and all of that kind of stuff um or if there's a great podcast you know like I don't know why weddings or something hey, this is a good one let's do <laughs> um, something that makes you happy though and gives you good vibes yep stay tuned we'll be back after a short break Hey guys, this segment is brought to you by Powell Weddings and Events, DJ and Photography Services. They bring special moments to life by collaborating with their couples and celebrating their love. Entertaining the Wasatch Front and clients worldwide, Powell Weddings and Events, we treat you like family. Now, back to the show. So, as we're taking care of ourselves... Something else that you need to, a conversation that you need to have that can maybe be a frustrating or a difficult conversation would be to reach out to your vendors. And if you are stressing about your wedding at any point in relation to the coronavirus and, and all the changes, or if you are just stressing, you're planning your wedding, you're listening to this episode two years from now, and we're not in the middle of a quarantine and you are just stressing about details of your wedding, reach out to your vendors, talk to your vendors. Specifically now, we're all going through this together. Everybody's reacting just a little bit differently. I know some vendors are working with couples up to a year out. They're saying if you have a wedding anytime between March of 2020 and March of 2021, we will work with you to reschedule and and get things done. I know other vendors are saying, no, we're only working with couples through the end of May. And others are saying only based on our local quarantine um, dates. So if that's April, if that's May, it's 
so it's a little bit tied to the region that you're in, but really talk to your vendors. Talk to them about their refund policy, their rescheduling policy, their, um, you know, act of God policy, all of those things and, and get comfortable with that. I know this is probably something that nobody really talked about or very few couples probably even thought about um, talking with their vendors about. Yeah. And if you can, reschedule. Don't cancel, reschedule. And most venues, most of your vendors will be more than happy to try to adjust. And one of the things that you may want to look at is in, in changing the date, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want that Saturday night. And so you may actually change and do it on a Friday instead of a Saturday or on a Thursday instead of a Saturday, because then if you are having to go back to work and you're having limited amount of time for a honeymoon, because now that that timing has changed, if you, especially if you've been out of work and now money is tight by getting married on a Wednesday or Thursday, and then taking that weekend off, you're still able to have a good honeymoon or mini moon within that time and get back to work, just adjusting and adjusting your expectations a little bit. Yeah. But if, but but by talking to your vendors, you're going to know what to expect and, and ask those questions and ask, what should I be asking you? <laughs> don't, don't just, don't just say, oh, well, these are my, these are my concerns, but ask the question, ask them, what is a question that I should be asking that I'm not? Because they want, they should, and for the most part are helpful enough to want to give you more information so that that way you can make the best decision possible for you. Because at the end of the day, it is not their wedding. Yeah. It is your wedding. And this is me clapping my hands <laughs> because if you have a vendor that is, Oh, well, no, we're not going to do this and we're not going to do that. If you can get a different vendor because you want people that are going to be your cheerleaders that are going to be, on your team that are going to work together to make your vision happen, even if it has changed. Mm -hmm. And if they're not willing to work with you and they're not willing to change things, then maybe you should work with somebody else. Yeah. Well, and I, I love that. I mean, it kind of goes back to that whole creating a new vision. I love a good, you know, Wednesday or Thursday wedding. And the other thing too is, I know a lot of couples are, because marriages are still happening, um, yeah. and so they're still getting married by justice of the pieces or officiants or anybody else that is legally able to marry people, um, and then they are postponing their celebration for the fall or when this is over or, you know, and so there are a lot of things that you can do being flexible that way. So maybe you don't want to wait to get married and I don't blame you, but you, you say, Hey, we're going to get married. And then we're planning for September and we're going to do it on a Thursday night because we can start at six o'clock instead of starting at, you know, seven, eight or nine for our event. And the great thing is, is you are not the first person to do this. We deal with a lot of people that are in the military or overseas or K uh, one or K is it K one K one visas or different things like that or destination weddings where where they're having to change things and so hey we live in Europe we got married in Europe so we're actually already married so we're gonna do a ring ceremony in five six months from now or my husband is in the military and the first time that he's getting a chance to to be together with the full family. It's been now five years since we've been married. So don't be like, oh, well, this hasn't happened. Yeah, it happens all the time. And so you are not the first person to have to go through this and you won't be the last and things will be okay. And we'll, and we'll, we'll help you adjust the way or your vendors will help you adjust the way that things should be. Yes. And so with all of that, um, a couple of other things, I mean, ask for help. I think that's kind of self-explanatory. 
there's a lot going on. There's a lot of people that you probably need to talk to, whether that's guests, vendors, um, family, all of this stuff. And so ask for help. Say, you know what? I can't contact all of these people. I can't handle it. My brain capacity is at its fullest potential at the moment. And I can't add one more thing. I need help. And that's what the wedding party is for. That's what family is for. That's what you know your significant other is for. It does not fall on one or the other to plan the wedding, even though traditionally it tends to work out that way. Yes. Well, and you have people that certain things are more important to them or certain things are more important to their family. And so if if it's more important to the, your spouse, your fiance, let them handle it, let the family handle it. But at the end of the day, what really matters is that you're going to be married. Yeah. And so enjoy your love, enjoy the fact that you're together and find a way to make it special, make it special for you. So what are you going to do during your downtime? You, you, for some of you, you may not have downtime. You're, you're just working from home, but for others, it is, Hey, I'm on social distancing for the next you know, three to six weeks. Maybe you can do something with that time that you thought, Oh, well, I would love to have a centerpiece or a different thing on my wedding that I, that I, oh, I just don't have time to do it. Guess what? You got the time. Well, I was going to say, I mean, last week's episode was all about DIY brides and those brides that want to do everything. Um, and we talked with Melissa and Emily from Hazelnut Farms. Love you guys. I know. Um, and it was a great conversation, but we were talking about, you know, the, when it makes sense to hire somebody and how it can actually save you money and time and all of that kind of stuff. This is a, a period of time where maybe it makes sense to learn candle making online and pour your own candles for the centerpieces or you know there's a lot of time now that people have that they didn't have before if only because there's not this hustle and bustle so yes you might may still have to work and you may still have your nine to five and you're working from home and all of that kind of stuff but at least for me I was working from home aside from shooting when I was on location at, a, at an event or a session. And then it was, okay, we're going to dinner with these people and we're meeting up with these people and we have this game night. And we like there was a lot of stuff going on just in life in general. Because we're butterflies. We are social. <laughs> that, that now doesn't happen. And so there are a few hours now that – were devoted to other things that are no less important. They were they were important. They weren't frivolous. But I have that time where I would have been hanging out with friends or socializing or or running errands or doing that kind of stuff that I now don't have to do. Yeah, and you know I'm I'm gonna talk about one of my favorite couples, uh, Jenny and Janir. She did all kinds of crazy things and i say crazy in a good way just so so weird their wedding was beautiful yes gorgeous i mean their first date they went and had boba tea and so they had boba tea at their wedding she handmade chocolates and put them on everybody's plate she uh, i mean he wrote a song he wrote their first dance song for her so there's so many little things that they did at their wedding that was very personal. And it goes back to love languages. That people have different ways of giving and receiving love. And so it is really important that with all these changes that you consider love languages of your soon-to-be spouse. You consider the love languages of your family members. Because if you want to have love be a, a central part of your wedding, which I think it should be. Uh, amen. I agree with that. Then know the love languages and make sure that the appropriate love language is, is represented on your wedding day. 
If your love language is words of affirmation, make sure that there is that you have somebody that is eloquent in speaking to be able to give a toast. Don't just have, you know, your best man who's been your best friend forever give the toast and talk about all your ex-girlfriends because that's that that's not going to actually make you guys feel loved. So I don't know if where exactly how that's going to fit back into where we're going. Um, Tinge. Well, it it so I've I've got it. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna weave it back in. Okay. Everybody, watch this. So we talked about working on either wedding projects um, and those important things that you want to make your wedding personal. Um, I would throw in there before I move on home projects as well. I know a lot of people. They buy a house or they're moving in together for the first time. And so if you have any home projects, yard work, the weather's starting to get a little bit nicer here, which is awesome. You can make a garden. Uh, garden. I'm feeling all of the home homestead vibes at the moment. But working on those projects, but specifically about love languages, and watch this, really take this time. I think probably the best thing and the most important thing that you can do during this quarantine, social distancing, coronavirus time is to work on your relationship with your significant other. Hey, I like how you, how you, do you see wo- how, wove that back do in. Do you see what I did there? Yes, I did. I mean, this is one of the most stressful times. Planning a wedding is a stressful time yes, anyway, but to have the constant change and the uncertainty going on in the world is one of the most stressful periods of life that we have experienced in in recent history with this. And there is so much uncertainty. And in fact, Russ and I were talking about it just earlier today that if you can handle being quarantined with someone, you can handle marriage. It's like a prolonged road trip except for there, the scenery doesn't change. And there's no getting out of the car to stretch your legs. There's no getting out of the car. <laughs> so, I mean, but this, I think, is, is an important thing because you have chosen to spend your life with this person. And to see them potentially at their worst where they're stressed and they're tired and they're unsure and they just are doing the same thing over and over and over again. And I know some people that go, oh my gosh, the way that he chews or the way that she sleeps or like there are little things that you learn about each other by spending this much time with each other. And that might be a, and I would, I would challenge you guys that to turn it into a really good thing. There are some people that it might not be a good thing for. (laughs) You know, and, and break up that monotony by having difficult conversations, by talking about, you know, like let's say that you want a pet and your spouse doesn't, you know, talk about why, why don't they want a pet? Talk, talk about your ideals, say, you know, if, if you had a, if you could get a dog, what kind of dog would you get? You know, talk about, Hey, you know, I know for dinner, we normally do this. Why don't we do something completely different? I mean, rearrange your bedroom. (laughs) There's, there's so many ways to, to have conversations and I find that Morgan and I, we actually converse more when we're working on side projects about things than we do if we actually sit down and have a talk it, because it doesn't feel serious because I know growing up it was, it was, you know, mom or dad saying, all right, we got to have a talk. And like your heart would sink. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to have a talk. Because you'd go, oh my gosh, I'm getting in trouble. Yeah. Is the connotation of it. Yeah. And so, and so if you are that kind of person, then don't make it a sit down talk. Don't make it a, hey, we got to talk about something kind of a moment. But simply bring things up that you normally wouldn't bring up in 
your daily routine so that that way you do get to know each other better and you build your relationship better. Jigsaw puzzles are the best because you're sitting there and you're just, you're focused on something else, but you get to have those conversations. And in my per, this is, you know, Morgan's opinion, but I feel like in marriage specifically, there really aren't any off topic limits. There aren't any like, no, we don't talk about that. Now, that being said, there are things that you could say, hey, I'm not comfortable sharing that at this time. But even that is having a conversation about it of, okay, clearly this is something that affects you strongly. So I know not to to push in this one area. Um, so that's not saying that you have to share everything, especially if there's something you're not comfortable with, whether you have a hard time with a background or... I mean, there's all kinds of things. Oh yeah, there, there. Morgan and I, we had been together for almost like a year and a half before she opened up about a couple of things more in more detail, and I just let it sit because I knew that that was an issue for her, and so I was waiting for her to be in the right space to be able to talk about it, because there are certain things that. It, it kind of puts you back, especially for me. There's a couple of things that have happened in my past that put me in a bad headspace if I if I talk about. Yeah. And it, it's almost like reliving it, like survivor's guilt or, or, or PTSD. Yeah. And so when, I, when we talk about working on your relationship, you know, that is, sorry, we're in the middle of an aftershock. Yes, we are. <laughs> and the building is swaying. <laughs> That's fabulous. Okay. Hey, so so uh, welcome to uh, Salt Lake and Earthquake. You know, it's, it's fun. Yeah, we're just we're just we feel like we're on a cruise ship a little bit. We're just swaying in the ocean. Yeah, so our building's on rollers, so we're safe. Yes, we're good. Anyway. Where I was going with that is working on your relationship and not having limits on what you can talk about is one of those things that doesn't mean that you have to talk about everything in detail, but you, you're you willing to share that, hey, that's a no-go for me right now. And that could change. That could, And I think recognizing that and validating that in each other and saying, you know what, I understand that this is uncomfortable for you right now and I'm not going to push it is a way to build that trust and intimacy of I, because for me, I trusted you to go, okay, he's not going to push it. So I felt safer sharing those things with you. Um, And that's something that doesn't happen overnight and it depends on what's going on. And what has happened in your past, some things take a longer time to get to a spot where you can share. Some things are really easy. You know, the conversation of Coke or Pepsi, really easy conversation for us to have. I know in some houses that's not, you know, that's like (laughs) grounds for war. But for us, that was a really easy conversation. Oh, yeah. Dr. Pepper. You're easy. (laughs) Just kidding. So, I mean, I think if you get nothing else out of this really working on your relationship and finding the the love languages if you haven't read that book I highly recommend it and work through it it's a pretty quick read and it's really helpful to know how your spouse receives love and what their version of giving love is because they're not always the same thing um and I think it can only benefit your relationship by understanding that about each other. Yeah. And so that is one thing is that with your new vision, you are going to be possibly you are thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to have this big ornate wedding. If you haven't seen it, there was a really cool thing of people that supported their friend getting married and the, they got married in the street and they had all their friends in their cars around them. Yeah. And it makes me cry because it's so cute because 
they found a way to include all of their family and friends that couldn't be up close and congratulate them. So if you have family that you really want to be there that can't, maybe they're immunocompromised. And uh, I mean, Scott, or they live far away. Yeah, Scott, and 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 can't and travel. Can't travel because who wants to be stuck in a in a? Because nobody's traveling right now. <laughs> petri dish that's in it has wings, you know. So Skype, Zoom, FaceTime, you know, Facebook Live, those are your friends. If you need to change your vision and work with your vendors to figure out how to do that, how to make that happen how to include those that you love that possibly won't be able to attend your wedding. Yeah. Well, and and I think this gives us such a great opportunity looking at the bright side of this. It gives us a really great opportunity to be creative, um, get creative with how we celebrate. And one of our other episodes, and I think it was the honeymoon episode that we've, we've released that was a few weeks ago we talked about the tradition of honeymoons as we know them started as a marriage moon essentially like people went to their family and friends that weren't able to attend the ceremony to see them and for them to be able to give their congratulations and all of that kind of stuff and depending on where your family is and what the dynamic looks like, that might be something that you guys decide that you want to do. Maybe you have a grandma in the South and you you live in the Pacific Northwest. Maybe you decide to go to Louisiana for your honeymoon when you were going to go to the Bahamas or something like that and see grandma as part of your honeymoon. So I think really talking with your vendors and working with them and will help alleviate a lot of the freakout moments that I th- that we're prone to, just because of the unknown. And it really gives us an opportunity to be creative and to celebrate how we want to celebrate, yeah. which is an exciting thing. And that's the great thing is, with that you go full full circle, and you know that everything is going to be okay. It is. It is. I mean, you can't end any better than that. Just, it's going to be okay. And in 50 years, when you're talking to your grandchildren, and they say, Grandma, Grandpa, tell us about your wedding. You can tell them the whole saga of how it got changed, and you got married, how you didn't anticipate getting married, And this happened and that happened and you guys came out on the other side and 50 years later, you guys are still together because you went through this together and you let it help build and grow your relationship instead of breaking it. And if you haven't already had the idea, you should be writing a book and and make it like a children's book to be able to read to, you know, grandkids, grandnieces, grandnephews, whoever. And that way you already, I mean, not to say necessarily capitalize on it, but com- commemorate your story as a story. Think about it as what does this look like? Because people will not, hopefully, cross our fingers, I mean, the last the last pandemic that we had that was really like this was the Spanish flu of uh, what 1917 to nineteen nineteen yeah yeah which brought about the Roaring Twenties yay Roaring Twenties <laughs> we're back um, and so write your story down think of it as part of your love story and use this as a chance to make history now because that is what this is this is going to be a huge moment in history and you're a part of it so everything's going to be okay we're we want to keep everybody safe wash your hands keep six feet apart unless you've already been quarantined with the person and then you can give all of the hugs to to the people you've been quarantined with 
and Morgan, just so you know, like Huey Lewis said, I'm, I'm happy to be stuck with you. There's nobody else I'd rather be quarantined with. So thank you for letting me come on your podcast and be a part of this. I appreciate it. Of course. I feel the exact same way. I feel so lucky that I get to be quarantined with my best friend and we get to have fun. I, I mean, really, if you guys can be quarantined with a DJ, I highly recommend it because dance parties dance all the parties. time. All the time. You know, I'm not saying that our front room has become a, a DJ dance studio, but it totally has. It totally has. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on here with me. I really appreciate Pleasure. it. I appreciate your perspective. And to get totally sappy, I love you. I love you, Morgan. We'll just let the whole world know right now that yes. I love Morgan. We will. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I hope that this resolves itself quickly and that everybody gets to have the weddings that they dreamed of soon. And really, I just hope that you get to marry the person that you always dreamed of marrying, the type of person. Um, I really appreciate you guys listening to this and taking some time. And I can't wait to be back next week. We will have a brand new episode back with a guest. I'm not sure who yet at the moment, but we will have a new episode for you guys next week. And if you have any topics that you would love for us to discuss or anybody that you think would be really great to have on as a guest, please reach out. Let me know. You can contact me at morgan at yweddings.com. Or you can find us on Instagram at Why Weddings Podcast. And with that, one more thing is we want to know your stories. So if you have stories to share, please email Morgan at Morgan at WhyWeddings.com and share your stories. And if you are selected, then we will actually talk about you guys on air and we might even bring you onto the show. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Yes, I love wedding stories. I love engagement stories. I love to hear how people get proposed to, all of those good things. So please, if you have a story that you would love to share with us, like Russ said, please get in touch. Thank you so much one more time. I hope you guys all have a fabulous week, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Share your wedding and engagement stories with us at morgan at yweddings.com for a chance to be a contributor on Why Weddings. This episode brought to you by Powell Weddings and Events. We treat you like family. Music provided by Tyler Olson with Musecape Studios.